0: Starting a new series today. What better thing to talk about than prayer, right? Prayer is important in understanding it. But there's a, the title of my message today, The Depth of Prayer, has kind of come from, you know, the the longer I've prayed, well, I'll just, I'll tell myself just a little. Um, I was, I was born again. I didn't really know anything about God at all and got saved in 1977, about two months before I turned 18. And uh, that kind of ruined my high school graduation. But because uh, <clears throat> all of a sudden I had these convictions and all the things that I'd done leading up to that, you know, now they were, I wasn't supposedly going to do those things anymore. Anyway, but. Uh, I was born again then, and through the years, I've heard a lot on prayer. And um, in a number of churches that I was in in my early years, you know, I, I, I was really taken back with prayer because I, I really didn't understand it, but I, but I was impressed by it. I thought there was something just impressive about people that prayed. You know, and I would hear stories of people that spent hours and hours and hours praying, and I thought, man, how do you do that? You know, how do you pray for hours and hours and hours? So, as time went on, in one of the churches that I was in, um, they started an early morning prayer ministry, and so I thought, well, you know, I'm going to go and 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 pray, you know, and and so I went, and you know, I, I was kind of shocked when I first went because the, these people were really aggressive in what they did, in, in the way that they they prayed, you know. And uh, as time went on, um, I got more involved in that. And before we came here to Kerrville, I got more involved in prayer. And 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 just one day, I just, I, I, I don't know if I would asked my wife this or something, but one day I was thinking, you know, what is prayer? Just what is it? This probably probably about three or four years before we moved to Kerrville, which was 1989 when we moved here. And I just kept asking God, you know, what is prayer? And I'd read books on it, okay, okay, you know. I mean, it it was more about, it was more about, you know, the action of prayer than what prayer really is. And one day I I, I was listening to a message by a a minister friend of mine, and, and I was listening to this, and he was ministering on prayer. And as I was listening to it, he made this really simple comment about what prayer is years ago. And it's just stayed with me. He said, prayer, real prayer, is communication with God. You're just, however you communicate with God, that's what prayer is. The Bible talks about all the different kinds of prayer. It's not just one thing that you think what prayer is and it's thrown in a bag and you just kind of shake it all together and just whatever happens, happens, you know. Kind of throw a few things out there and if they stick, it'll work. And if they don't, it doesn't work, you know. And the the more I dug into a life of prayer, the more I wanted to pray. Because I'm just telling you, man, those, those mornings when we got up at four and five o'clock and we went to the church and prayed. I mean, half the time I was asleep, you know? I mean, I mean it had disrupted my sleep and I'm, you know, praying and nodding off, you know, and thinking I'm doing something, you know? And, and I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't like it. And um, I thought, you know, when, when I heard that person say true prayer is, is connecting with God, it's communication with God, it just changed my whole way of thinking concerning what I thought prayer was. A lot of people have different ideas across the board what prayer is. Well, I don't know about you, but what, what I do, anytime I'm, I need an answer about anything, I'm going to the Word. How many believe that? Amen? We, that's what we've done here all the years, the 32 years we've been here in Kerrville. We've just we've allowed the Word to settle every issue, every circumstance, every situation I face. I'm going to the Word, letting it be final authority in my life. Not anything or anybody else. Not just a person's opinion about what the Word says or someone's opinion about what something else says. I, I, I want to know without a shadow of a doubt What is God's way of thinking regarding what I'm tapping into? So today, just follow with me for the next few minutes, and we're just going to look at um, the depth of prayer and what the Word says about prayer and why you cannot live your life without it. There's two things here. You can't live your life without it, but you've got to develop a desire to pray so you want to do it. Yeah. Not feeling guilty or, well, you hear someone that you know, gets up at four in the morning and, and all these kind of things. You're going to see in here that Jesus prayed. We're going to look at where Jesus prayed. And he prayed early in the morning, and then sometimes he prayed in the afternoon, and then sometimes he went to the mountain in the afternoon and he prayed all night. So, it doesn't matter when you pray. I, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter when you pray. Just pray. Yeah. It doesn't matter the time. I used to think, man, I used to be feel guilty. Man, it's 7 o'clock, and, I'm right, and I haven't prayed yet. No, get rid of it. Just pray. Yeah. Amen? And, and, and I believe in the series that's beginning today, you're going to get a grip and a grasp of what real prayer is, and I'm believing through this, you're going to hear a word that's going to challenge you to want to and desire to pray on a daily basis. Amen? So we're going to start out with Luke chapter 18 and verse 1. And it says, Then he spoke a parable, and this is in the New King James. I'm going to read a number of different translations of a number of scriptures today. Then he spoke a parable to them that men, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Everybody say always. always. In, in the Amplified, this verse of Scripture says, Also Jesus told them a parable to the effect that they ought always to pray and not to turn coward. And then the Amplified always defines what that word means. So, a person that turns coward, you know, most people in Texas, their definition of coward is John Wayne in a Western. You know, when he calls somebody a coward. Well, you coward. But coward is defined as faint, a person that loses heart, and a person that gives up. He said... Men, he's telling his disciples this, men ought always to pray and not turn coward, faint, lose heart, and give up. Always pray, never lose heart, never turn coward, and never give up. If you don't pray, this is what will happen. If you don't pray, eventually you're going to lose heart, you're going to turn coward, you're going to faint and become faint-hearted. The potential to be faint-hearted and to want to quit is out there for everybody in every situation that you're ever in in your life. I don't care what you do, there's always an opportunity and a time when the the feeling or emotion comes. That doesn't mean you're going to quit something. I don't care if it's a, a job, a, a career, whatever you're in. I mean, being in a, in a church family, uh, uh, you know, being frustrated with your own family. Are you just going to quit your family? I mean, the thoughts are, you know what, I never want to talk to them again. You can have those thoughts, but we don't give into that. You understand? And what keeps you from giving into those things is developing a life of prayer. What real prayer is? What is it? It's connection and communication with God. Spending the time on a daily basis developing what that really looks like so that you're convinced of it and you want to do it. Nothing worse than doing something that you don't want to do. Nothing worse. I mean, all of us probably start out that way in certain things, But okay, let's develop a want to and a like to what we're doing. Why live? I mean, life is short. I mean, the time period that we live here on planet Earth, even if you live to be 100 or 105 or 10 or 15 or 20 years old, this is a very small portion of your life uh, of eternity. And we're in eternity with God. Once you realize that this whole thing God has created, that eternity is forever, this time here is very short. We can't waste it not enjoying what we're doing. 1 Thessalonians 5, another one to back up what I'm saying here. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, these three verses give us what the will of God is for our life. Verse 16 is two words, rejoice always. Verse 17 is a big long scripture, it's three words, pray without ceasing. And verse 18 says, In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It's God's will that you pray always. Pray always. We read in Luke that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. I mean, he says, yeah, but Pastor, you, you you don't realize how busy of a person I am. And the things, I mean, what am I just supposed to stop everything that I'm doing and always pray? I don't think that's what Jesus was talking about. I think what Jesus was talking about is pray always, day to day, find the time to pray so you don't turn coward and quit. That's what he's saying. And he said, that's that's God's will. Listen, if God designed all of humanity, okay, we believe What the Bible says, you know, don't argue with people about it if they don't believe the Bible, but the Bible says all human beings were created in the image of the God of the Bible, right? And if that's the case, if we were created in his image, then he's got the blueprint and the plan for how our life operates. And if he's saying it's his will for us to pray always and not quit that, don't get frustrated with it, just keep going, then that's what we're supposed to do. And if we learn to do that and have a want to for that, then it causes our whole makeup to function better at everything we do. Because, man, he's sharp. (laughs) Man, he's got it all. Wow. And to call us, as we sang today, to call us his friend. Man. Mm -mm -mm. So, never stop praying. Ephesians 6.18 says the same thing. Paul said, praying always, Ephesians 6.18, praying always, how often? Always, with all prayer. So there's all different kinds of prayer, and we'll touch on that in a minute. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, for all people. How in the world can you pray for everybody? (laughs) I don't know, but I'm doing it. I I mean, people asked me about it uh, almost six years ago. Now, God just transformed, I recreated my whole prayer life. And in six years, I've never stopped praying daily in six years. I'm making sure I'm not lying. All of a sudden, I was just having a remembrance of something when I was somewhere. Anyway, but I don't think. In six years, because I want to. And and I, I pray for... Hundreds of thousands, probably the way God showed me to pray, probably upwards into a million people that I pray for every day, but like in a 30-minute period of time. Because, Because I never quit praying and staying with it, revelation came to me about how to supernaturally pray for all the saints. That's what he desires. One of the things that I've noticed is, is being willing to pray for all people, more and more for more and more people, what happened, what's happened is I'm less selfish. I think less about myself than I do for other people. And I feel like today that I, I'm, I'm more effective at everything I do because I pray first. Where in my praying in in years past, I would pray, but I was busy actively doing things in the natural, trying to take care of things, and then and 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 I would kind of catch up with prayer. It's not that I didn't pray, but now now it's like I'm not doing anything till I pray. And when I pray, what happens is it gives me understanding. And revelation I wouldn't have had I not prayed. So to be able to pray for all people that God wants you to pray for is the way I'm seeing that scripture. You do that by hearing from him. And you do that by learning how to pray and not stopping. And just not stopping. No matter how ugly it looks. Well, you know, I don't think I prayed very good yesterday. Okay, just now we're, uh, that was yesterday. Today's today. Just keep praying. Just keep praying. That's what he said. Just don't stop praying. Don't throw in the towel where, where prayer is concerned because, because what the Amplified defined as a coward is one who faints, loses heart, and gives up. If you don't pray, that's what you'll become in areas of your life. That's what he's saying you'll get frustrated, and you'll quit, and then you start over. If you're starting something over, you want to you start something new because you're led by the Spirit of God, not because you're faint-hearted. you turn coward, you're frustrated, you're mad at the world, blaming everybody about what's not working in your life, and you're just throwing the towel in. Ah, I'm going to do something else. Well, probably in a year from now, you'll do something else. And in another year, you'll do something else, and something else, and something else. Consistency in prayer is the key to a successful life. That's what I'm saying to you today. Ephesians 1 and 16 in the NIV, the Apostle Paul says this, I have, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. One translation says, I, I, I can't not pray for you, and, and in Paul's situation, in the in, in the church at Ephesus, he was ministering to that church the word of God. And what he was saying is, with me giving you the word and revelation from the word, I can't not pray for you that your eyes will be opened up so you can see and understand what you need to understand from the word. I can't not pray for you. I'm to the place in my life over the last few years that I can't not pray for you. I'm not saying that for you to think something about me. I'm saying it. I can't not pray for you because of what's on the inside of me. I may get up in the day. I I usually have a routine at a specific time, but there are times if I'm traveling or doing something, that gets disrupted a little bit, so it gets put off in the day a little bit because of things that are going on, but I can't not go to that because If I stop for a day or I stop for a couple of days, yeah, but God will understand, you know, I was busy and I got all, yeah. If I stop, then I stop some more. And then there's new excuses. And the enemy sees an opportunity to say, man, I'm going to convince him that, you know, it's not that big of a deal and you really don't need to pray. It's not all that. And you're really not going to turn coward and quit and get faint-hearted. That's really not going to happen. And that's all he has is lies trying to convince us that what God said isn't really the truth. And, man, he's good at that. But you know what? I'm better at it. Hmm? Because of the power of Christ and his word inside of me. Because of the person of the Holy Spirit revealing himself on the inside of me, I can overcome every threat You know, every lie, every distraction that he throws my way, I can overcome those things because of who I am in Christ. Can you say amen to that? So let's just look, just for a few minutes, let's just look at some places that talked about Jesus praying. Mark chapter 1 and verse 35. And I want to read this out of the NIV. He said, it said, Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Anybody ever gotten up while it was still dark? Anybody ever got up while it was still dark? left your house or went in your backyard or went somewhere, wherever that solitary place for you is because God was speaking to you. Jesus made this statement. He said, I did not come to the earth to do my will. I came here to do the will of my Father, and I only do those things I hear and see from my Father. What is prayer? It's communication with the Father. Yeah, yeah, but, but he was Jesus, no? No. No, it's not that he, he, wasn't, he, he wasn't doing those things, Jesus, as the Son of God or the Word of God. He did those things as the Son of Man because he was the perfect example of setting up for us what we were to follow in his footsteps. So there are times in the middle of the night that I'm awakened and God will say things to me and he'll, he'll want me. He wants my time because he wants to show me things. Thank God for the person of the Holy Spirit and for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with, with the ability to pray in other tongues and to have interpretation of what God is saying to us on a day-to-day basis. Thank God for it. And, and that's, But that's one type of praying. That's not all the praying. That's one type. But when that happens, what I'm doing is following in the footsteps of Jesus, doing what he did. Can you say amen to that? Amen. <clears throat> In Luke chapter 6 and verse 12, one of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray. And he spent, it was at daytime, and he went to the mountainside to pray, and he spent the night praying to God. Now look what he spent the night praying to God for. Verse 13, And when morning came, He called his disciples to him and chose 12 of them, whom he also designated apostles. You think it was important who he chose? He prayed all night. I'm going to say it again. He prayed all night. But we don't see anywhere else where he prayed all night. People say, well, my gosh, we've got to start a ministry of praying all night. No, you don't. That was a a one-time situation and an occurrence where he prayed all night. And when he prayed all night, he got what you and I have been able to draw from all these years. Right? The book of Peter. Right? Matthew. And Mark. And John. These different apostles that have penned things for you and I that we are able to build our lives on came to us from a night of prayer. A night of communication. A night of connection with the Father, knowing the exact thing that needed to be done. Yeah, but pastor, that was Jesus. That was Jesus showing us, if you want to make right decisions, if you want to choose right careers, you want to choose right destinies for your life, you have to develop a life of prayer. God set it up for us. Listen to this. And this is what the Bible says, Okay? If someone doesn't believe the Bible, then they, oh, well, that's fine. I, I, I promise you. I got many, 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 many friends, many friends on purpose who don't believe the Bible. They don't believe in God. They, they don't believe there's even a God. I got many friends and because God's told me you need people in your life for them to just see your life. Not preach at them. Not shove the gospel down their throat. Not try to force anything. Nobody forced it on me. I chose it. And I believe this is the only way. There's not multiplicity of ways to God. I just believe it's the Bible. But you don't have to believe that. And and if I have this this pompous attitude that it's the only way, and I have this attitude towards you that you believe something different and you're an idiot, why would you ever want what I have? So you just have to love people and accept people just like they are. Someone says, yeah, and you know, I mean I've got a friend that says, you know, you may be wrong. Okay. That's, that's good. And I'll go with that, but I if I'm wrong, I'm I'm believing in what I believe in, and it'll I'll go down with it <laughs> if I'm wrong. But I'm not wrong. See, I'm not wrong internally. See, that's that's really all that matters. It's not if I can find enough people that will believe what I believe and they get behind me and so no. God and who he is has got to be enough. And the way you find that is through a life of prayer. Through a life of prayer. Um, He prayed for those decisions. We have to pray for decisions, but we also have to pray because of the battle that we face. There's a huge battle that's out there that we face on a day-to-day basis. Huge battle. And I want to I just read this out of Ephesians 6, uh, starting with verse 10. I read that. I read a verse a little farther down, but I want to read this. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might and his ability. Put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wilds. One translation says the schemes are the tricks of the devil. For we wrestle not with flesh and blood. People are not your problem. I'm going to say it again. People are not your problem. I'm going to say it another 45 times. No. But I'm driving my point home. People are not your problem. People are not the problem. It's the devil that's the problem. Well, it's the devil that controls those people. Well, you know what? If you're saying that to me with that kind of attitude right there, he's controlling your thought life too. I'll tell you, some of the ugliest people, thank you for that amen back Some of the ugliest people I've ever dealt with, ever, in the business world were Christians. Man. When I started out, when I started, I was in the business world, had my own business, and I just thought, well, you know, I'm going to only do business with Christians. Well, that changed really quick. I mean, that changed really super fast. Because I found out there are a whole lot of people, because, see, all humanity was created in the image of God if you believe the Bible. Whether you're saved, you've accepted Jesus or not, it, 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 that doesn't matter. You were created in the image of God. So on the, on the tablet of every man and woman's heart are written the laws of God, the ways of God, how God thinks and operates. It's in our heart. It's in our DNA. And so many times we think, where was my, I, I dropped my story. Where, where was my story at? Yes, only working with a Christian, sorry. I probably shouldn't be saying that, so that's why I forgot it. <clears throat> but but, uh, but, but I, I've learned, I've learned through the years, to talk, you know, doing business with Christian or whoever, you, you, do, you don't underestimate how ugly people can be because of unrenewed minds. If you've never learned how to pray and pray the Word and develop a life of prayer through the Word, then you're going to remain with things that you've had, whether you got saved or, or not. I mean, I got born again 40-some-odd, 44 years ago, and I mean, I mean, for the first 10 years of my life, I mean, a lot of the baggage that I had before I got saved, I still had. But, but I, I made a decision I was going to receive the word and learn how to pray, learn how to know God, hear the voice of God, so that I can make these changes in my life. And that's where the difficulty is living a Christian life. You ever heard someone say, well, you know, you did that ugly thing, I thought you were a Christian. Yeah, I, I am, but I'm unrenewed where that's concerned right there. You know, acting like the devil, and yet I'm born again. Does God leave you because you made some stupid mistake or you're still doing something that you did, you know, before you got saved? Absolutely not. Because you'll stay that way if you don't do something about it. You'll lose heart, turn coward, give up, quit, throw in the towel, get mad at the whole world, blame everybody for your problems and everything else if you don't renew your mind and begin to change the way you think. You'll remain that way. You will not just change because you got born again. People thought, you know, well, I got saved and now everything's going to be f- all, all different now. No, that's like you, ha- you, meaning you have no responsibility in this thing. We're, we, we're, where the anointing is concerned and where change is concerned in the earth, we are joint heirs with him. He did his part, now we have to receive what he did and learn to apply it to our lives. And the greatest way to accomplish that is through prayer and connection. With God, knowing what God is doing and what He's saying. But He said, We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, rulers of the darkness, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. I mean, it's a constant battle. <clears throat> That's why we have to stay with it and, and not throw in the towel. <clears throat> the all types of prayer that there is out there, j- just to name a few. And, and, and it, it has to develop into a daily routine is that that you pray in the Spirit, you learn what it means to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, to pray in other tongues, you learn to make declarations and, and speak the Word of God on a day-to-day basis, you, you learn how to pray individually for people, you know, if somebody comes to you and they need prayer about a specific thing, what you want to center your prayer around is the Word of God, and All this type of praying, if you just don't quit, what you're looking for and the answers you want will just come. Man, I love saying that. I don't have to give you the perfect one, two, three step process in how to pray. I can give you what the Word says and I can tell you this. If you don't quit, you're going to understand what God has for you. If you will pray in the Spirit and you'll develop a life of praying in the Spirit, if you'll develop a life of making declarations every day, Father, I thank you today that the greater one lives in me and that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Taking the Word of God and applying it. And then, To me, one of the most effective ways to pray is praying the the prayers that Paul prayed to the churches, the, the, the two prayers to the church at Ephesus, the one prayer to the church at Colossae, and there was a couple other churches that he did, but especially those three prayers that we've encouraged you to do here in the church. If you just don't quit that, what happens is You spend more time focusing on what God is saying and less time focusing on what everybody else says Then what happens, what comes to you is what God wants you to do. I don't know how that happens. It just does. All I know is, all I know is, is that when I've not known what to do and I've stayed with a life of prayer, then I know what to do. That's all I know. I don't even think you can write a book on that. It'll only be a page long. How do you become successful? You declare the word of God, you pray in the Spirit, you pray the prayers in the out of the Bible, you learn to listen to the voice of the Spirit, you do what he says, and it works. And the last thing is you just don't quit. And if you don't quit, Galatians 6.9 says, you reap. How many believe that today? That's what prayer produces. A life of prayer produces that. You don't, even have to be, you don't even have to be good at it. You don't even have to look good at it. You don't even have to sound good. Well, I didn't sound like that. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. I was, uh, I was with a bunch of guys a while back. We were riding motorcycles around the, the sisters, and we'd stopped at a place to eat. And uh, one of the guys is there, is kind of, you know, a little unrenewed or whatever, Not didn't know everything that some of the other guys did. And, and, uh, but, he, but, he's, but he's hungry for God. And, and we'd had a conversation earlier that morning. And so we sat around the table and I said, hey, let's, let's pray over the food. And I said it to this guy, I said, you pray. And he goes, me? I said, yeah. Just just pray. He goes, Thank you, God. This is great food. And those people back there cooking it, I'm sure they're good too. Or something like that. And he and he just said, just bless them all and and bless this food. Thank you, God. I mean it was a great prayer. I mean, I mean, doesn't that just give you chills thinking about the prayer? Coming from somebody that's just honest, just delivering it? That's prayer. What, what, what did he do? He spoke a blessing over what we were doing. Well, you know, that wasn't eloquent enough and enough scripture. Shut. Shut up. Just just flow, man. Just flow. Just help people. You know what? I mean, do you think that guy's encouraged to want to pray? I think you will. I think maybe he went home that night and they prayed for their food at their home. Wow, I can do that. I don't have to look like something or be somebody or be somebody a certain way. Or No, just do it. Just do it. Look at this verse, 1 John 2.20. 1 John 2.20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Say that. I know all things. Come on, say it again. Come on, say it like you mean it. I know all things. Well, you just never know what God's getting. No, 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 no. He said we know all things if we just stay connected to him. Well, you know, I don't know this about that. No, you're going to know everything you need to know when you need to know it if you're connected to him if you just stay with him. I mean, you know, we're all all fairly smart in here today. I mean, you know, you've got some education and those kind of things. Don't throw that out. Let your connection with God enhance you. Let it make you better. Let it take you to levels that you, in the natural, you could never reach to. Let, let, Let things happen not just from the natural realm, but let's experience things from the supernatural realm. Because God is super, and he'll take your natural and take it to another level. So don't despise all you've learned and the things that you have in life. Thank God for all those. But I'm telling you, man, I mean, God's got smarts like all of us put together did not have smarts. He's got this thing figured out for all of us. Things we got going on in, 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 in the earth today. I promise you, the problems around this nation and the planet, they're not political. It's the lack of God. That's right. It's the lack of knowing how to be connected to God. You think about it. If everybody was connected to the God I'm talking about today and developing a life of prayer, First and foremost, they wouldn't be thinking about their own personal agendas. They'd be thinking about the good of other people. Right. I'm telling you, the issues that we have across the nation, I don't care what you hear in the media and everything else, it is not a political problem. It's a God-connecting problem. And you change that, and you'll only change that one person at a time. That's right. One person at a time. I've got a top ten list of people that don't know the God that I know, okay? Doesn't mean I'm better than they are. Many of them are a lot more intelligent, more successful, say, in the natural, money and different things. But I have a connection with them because I'm just loving them. Now, I know that most of them on my list today, I've seen many people on my list be taken off because they they came to a place of understanding. But you know what? They needed me. See, God's not going to come into the clouds and write people messages. They need they need for, God needs me to believe him and be connected to him so that he can get things over to other people. But if, but if I'm unrenewed and I'm thinking it and I'm doing it the way I think it should be done, I'm going to screw it up and I have screwed it up. But when I do it his way because of my connection with him, then it just naturally wins people over. But I promise you, most of the people on my top 10 list today, they're not ready for my God. So I throw a bunch of Christian ease at them. I mean, they're just going to, man, they're gone. Get away from me. But if we go play 18 holes of golf, or we go ride motorcycles, or we go do whatever, and out of the clear blue, I ask somebody to pray over the food, and he didn't even know he could pray. You know what I'm saying? Just stuff happens. That's why we've, got, we've just got to be natural with this. we just got to let it. Listen, because of the anointing, we know all things. Say it again. I know all things. Yeah, because we know the one that knows all things. So whatever I need to know, when I need to know it, he's going to make sure I get it if I stay connected to him. If I'm getting my information, if he's my information source, not everybody else, not all the newsmen, I don't care what news you listen to, you can only listen to so much of that mess, it will discourage you and get you to want to quit. But you stay connected to God, which prayer is, that news information will keep you built up strong and keep you aware of what to do and how to do it and how to accomplish things. I don't know about you, but that's just a good word to me. So I'm going to end with this today. And this is my encouragement to you. James 5, 13, and I'm going to read it out of the Amplified. Well, actually, I'm going to read out of the NIV first and then the Amplified. It says, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. The Amplified says, is anyone among you afflicted, ill-treated, suffering evil? He should pray. Is anyone glad at heart? He should sing praise. Who's the understood subject here in this verse? You. I mean... If some really good thing happened, and I go tell Fabian this, I walk up to Fabian and I said, can you believe this? Come on, sing praise. Go ahead, do it. You sing praise for me. (laughs) Why would he sing praise if something good happened to me? If something is difficult and going through some tough times and some stuff's happening, why do we want everybody else to pray? Don't get mad at me yet. Don't throw tomatoes yet. Why are we looking and blaming everyone? People just didn't pray. They they just don't care. You know why? Because they don't know how to pray. That's why we need to be praying for people. Did you hear what I said? But when you really want results, you got to know how to pray. And it's not that difficult. Just do it, no matter how ugly it is. In this same passage here, in verse 16, It says, confess your trespasses one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. For the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain. And it did not rain in the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Elijah was a man just like you and I who had emotions just like you and I. He, he took out 450 prophets with one swooping de- declaration from God and annihilated them all. And the next day, he's hiding under a tree scared of a woman. I just want to die! Because of one woman. He takes out 450 guys and he's running from one woman. And yet, he prayed, and it didn't rain. And he prayed, and it rained. So even though you and I, there's things that happen in our life, and it looks like, man, I'm disqualified, and God won't use me, and I can't be used and do all this kind of stuff. And God's saying, if you'll just pray, I'll do the rest. If you'll stay steady in praying and moving forward and declaring the word and at the times when you need to pray in the Spirit, when you need to really hear from me like Jesus did in picking the 12, and they had to be the right ones and making quality decisions in your life, just stay connected to me. Do whatever it takes. Just don't quit. And if you miss a day and you frustrated in a day and you have a little stretch, that's all right. Just pick it back up and keep moving. And I promise you, God will stay true to his word. He'll stay true to this word. I'm a candidate for answered prayer. How about you? I am a candidate for answered prayer because I pray. I can't tell you in the last six years how many times I entered the day and I didn't want to pray. I mean, if I didn't tell you that, then I'm lying. And I'm keeping something from you that will help you to understand. I would have to say, there's probably been in six years at least as many days that I didn't want to pray as days that I did want to pray. Because why? I have emotions. I have stuff I got to deal with. I got people I got to deal with. I got situations I got to deal with. I got this and that and the other, like everybody else. But Elijah was a person just like us, and then he has some amazing exploits and, and running and hiding from one woman. God wasn't pleased with him. But did it stop it? No. Then he prayed, and it didn't rain, and then he prayed, and it did rain. You think praying that it won't rain is pretty amazing? And then to pray three and a half years later that it will rain and it rains right after he prayed. Think that's pretty amazing? He believed in the God that he was connected to. That's what you and I, that's what our responsibility is, is to pray and connect with the God that we believe is true. And when we develop this lifestyle of prayer, we can't lose. You can't, you cannot lose for winning no matter what it looks like today no matter the way it appears to be i'm not going to i'm not going to lie to you and say that there's not days when it looks like you're losing everybody's been there everybody's felt that way in some area of their life or whatever but you stay connected to god he will give you the answers and you say how i don't know he'll just do it cuz he's done it for me over and over and over again because i stayed with Confession of the word, declarations of the word, praying the prayers in the Bible, praying in the spirit, staying steady with that, not backing off from it even when I wanted to. And he's always come through. I've never known him not to come through. Seemed like he was late at times, but he's always come through.